EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support the recruitment industry. Go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Lounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. And my guest today is Tony Chapman. Now, Tony is the director at Linux Recruit based in London. Tony started his recruitment career back in 2007 as a trainee consultant. Yep, like many of us. It was at a boutique agency in London, initially specializing in infrastructure technology before he specialized further into Linux and open source space. Uh, quickly becoming the company's highest producer within that first firm. A brief stint, um, Tony set up a division of one of uh, my uh, old mentor, James Kahn's brands, um, and then he, that led him to branch out on his own, setting up Linux Recruit. Uh, Linux Recruit are now widely seen as a market-leading and pioneering agency within the open source and DevOps industries. Don't worry, we're going to ask Tony exactly what those are, so giving us an explanation. Um, but but have successfully built whole engineering teams for the likes of ITV, for the likes of Netta Porter, Ticketmaster, and dozens of other companies, including many tech city startups. The great news is that, that, that um, uh, Linux Recruit were shortlisted for Newcomer Agency of the Year in the 2014 Recruiter Awards. Tony, that is, a, you know, I hope I've got everything right. Is that okay? Well, yeah, and how's it intro. going? Right. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, going very well, thanks. How about yourself? Good. Uh, yeah, very, very well, actually. Thank you, Tony. It's, uh... So if I can live up to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I got it all right. Um, Tony, look, for the, for the uninitiated, including myself, what is Linux? What is DevOps? You know, because there'll be people watching this that don't understand those terms. There'll be many that watch it and know exactly what it is. But for the layman, for somebody like me, what is it that you guys do? Okay, so we, like, like, like you said, we're a Linux and open source specialist consultancy. Um, so open source is open, freely available software um, that people can go in and modify and update and, and improve. Um, Continually, essentially, and Linux is the operating system, essentially based sure. um, based around open source. What DevOps is? So, DevOps has essentially grown from the traditional, or from our point of view, from the traditional Linux engineers who are, who are working on mainly infrastructure uh, um, type of assignments. Um, DevOps is is almost changing the whole structure of a technical team. So traditionally you'd have a development team, you'd have an operations team. And DevOps is essentially to break down the silos to create a more collaborative workforce um, that essentially means you can get products and services to market faster. Um, so that's created a huge um, opportunity for us as Linux specialists. Um, there's apparently 86% of companies in the UK are looking to hire DevOps engineers in the next 12 months. So the market's really exploded. Um, we're working with some really, really cool companies at the moment, really interesting names, and 
helping some really cool startups grow as well, which is always quite um, quite rewarding. But um, but yeah, that's that's essentially what we do. Um, we're in a, a bit of a growth stage at the moment. So we're quite well established in terms of our name and reputation in, in the DevOps and open source industries. But now we're looking to um, to continue that upward curve um, essentially over the course of course of this year, really. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic, Tony. And look, thank you. I, DevOps, it sounded like one of those uh, black ops and, and stuff. So it was, a, it was a complete, you know, like mind blank for me until you, you explained it. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate there'll be many people watching, listening to this that will go, boy, we know what DevOps is. We don't need to ask him that question. Um, so look, Tony, thank you very much for joining us and, and, and agreeing to join us in the live lounge. Um, you know, with Recruiters Live Lounge, we always like to kick off with our guests' favourite success or motivational quote. What, what's yours? Okay, so anyone who knows me knows I'm, I'm a big fan of inspirational quotes. Um, I'm also into my sport as well, so I've taken one from the kind of sporting arena. Um, so my probably favourite quote is, I succeed because I fail, um, which is a Michael Jordan quote, um, who I'm sure everybody knows. Um, so essentially, it's um, the, the reason why I like that is because I like to be, and I like my, my team to put themselves in a position where they could fail and not be scared about failure. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. if failure does occur, then, then obviously we learn from that and we continue to improve. So, yeah, I succeed because I failed. There could have been 10 or 15 others, I, I, I'd say, but I think that's probably my, um, my favourite quote. I, I love that one. I, you know, I love a lot of the, the stuff that I hear coming out of Michael Jordan's mouth. I just find it so inspiring and so motivating. I remember someone said to me about, um, you know, a story about Michael Jordan where they said, oh, you know, uh, about luck. You know, he was talking about luck. And he was he, his definition of it was it's funny he said just the harder the harder I work or the harder I practice the yeah. luckier I get you know yeah I think there's an old golfer who said something on same that si similar yeah. similar yeah. thing I, I think people do talk about luck quite a bit in recruitment as well and I think if you you know you might be lucky one week or one day or one month but if you take a longer sample of twelve months you, you do that luck does kind of disappear it's almost like a poker player yes so. Um, poker is kind of a game of luck but if you go to the big competitions it's always the same people who are winning them the same people who are getting to the final table and so on so I think recruitment is a bit similar and there's a reason for it the reason those people are there is is it's not luck is it it's um, it's because they play and they play well and, and, and you're right it's the same in recruitment it's funny because I I, um, I often get calls from recruiters and, and business owners that go oh Roy I've had a really uh, awful week, a, you know, a run of bad luck. So they'll use that phrase. I've had, you know, three offer declines, or I've had a client change the goalpost. I've had this happen, and a candidate's, you know, relative died or whatever just before they were due. And sorry, that obviously that that would be um, awful for anyone to hear. But they but they put a lot of the uh, the blame of why things have gone down on this on this thing luck. Mm. Um, and, and my response to it is, look, you don't make placements through luck it's like you didn't have the greatest quarter or the best month of your year on luck alone occasionally decisions will go your way but I mean, it's we, we, we always look to analyze things like that so if someone pulls out an interview or if someone um doesn't take an offer or whatever yeah it's bad yeah it's bad luck the term but we always try and track back to see what we could have done differently Good. and nine times out of ten there is always a couple of things we, we maybe could have handled a little bit. If, even if, you know, someone's relative dies, obviously there's not a lot you can do about that. But, um, yeah, 
there is always something you can maybe do slightly differently to, to create a different, different result. We try and learn from that as well, moving forward. It, well, yeah, it's, it's that thing of, um, as you said, you know, the success comes from our failure. It's like the more we trip up, the more we fail, the greater our learning and, and ultimately the more successful we are. So we will make mistakes and we will get it's It's how we deal with that. It's what we learn from that. So I think that's a brilliant, brilliant quote. Thank you for sharing it. Um, talking about failure um, <laughs> <laughs> leads me on to my next question. Um, Tony, what would you describe as the biggest failure or mistake you've made in your recruiting career? Um, I'd probably say I, I don't have like a maybe a single scenario um, that I'm going to kind of build up to, and this is what happened, and this is what I what I did to overcome it or whatever. Sure. But whatever. But I think my my biggest failure as, as a business owner so far has been, and this is probably quite ironic, um, and and I, I probably think a lot of business owners in recruitment have the same issue though. It's actually been hiring for Linux recruits. So um, we've made we certainly made a few individual mistakes, and we've probably made a bit of a collective mistake that maybe we've been looking for the wrong things when we we're hiring. Right. Um, so we've ended up hiring some people, particularly, which is quite interesting, particularly really experienced people who've come in and um, potentially had a network and whatever, and, and it hasn't really worked out. Our, our successful guys have come from maybe one or two years' experience or, or no experience at all and, and, and have kind of flourished um, working in, in the way that we like to work and so on. So I think that's probably probably been our biggest failure so far, but... Tony, can you can you remember a specific where, where you have got it wrong? Um, you know, without naming names, but just talk us through yeah, sure. what happened. It's like how quickly you recognised it, what steps you took to to put it right, and and ultimately how you got past it. Okay, so I think one one thing we were looking for when we were hiring initially was people who had a network in the Linux and open source industries. Right. Um, now, when we first started, there weren't many recruiters in this industry. Um, I probably, again, we're coming back to luck, but maybe got lucky with timing that I was one of the original Linux um, recruiters and, and obviously the market has grown significantly. But um, we were looking for people who had a bit of a, bit of a network, um, who knew companies who were hiring, had, a, had you know, a number of associates or individuals who, who they worked with from a candidate perspective as well. Um, and we, we kind of took our eye off the ball in terms of what makes up a Linux recruit consultant, say being smart, articulate, uh, confident and enthusiastic, competitive, all those kind of things that, that you need as a recruiter. Sure. We, we maybe overlooked those because we thought so this individual had maybe a network that they could bring and they could add value to Linux recruit. But right. so yeah, that's that was one instance that didn't really maybe work out. So what, what we did to to counter that, um, Obviously, we parted ways and whatever, but we we've kind of sat down and identified right. What does a Linux recruit consultant look like? What attributes, from a personal perspective, do they need to have? And that's what we're using to identify people that we that we meet. Even though, you know, they might have a great track record of success somewhere else, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll be successful at our agency. We maybe do things slightly differently to other agencies. Yeah, uh, we might do stuff better, probably stuff worse, or whatever. But we, we do it differently. And someone who's been successful elsewhere, they might be fantastic, but they may not work out if they yeah. don't have, they don't fit the criteria that we need, basically. So that, I'd say that's my biggest failure, but I'm, I'm hoping we've addressed that. Um, it's not to say we haven't hired some really great people, because we definitely have, um, but we want every hire to be great, essentially, like everyone does. And, and Tony, there's a gr you know, there was a great kind of takeaway in that as well, that, that, you know, just learning from that, 
it's 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 not compromising it's not allowing you to compromise what you're building you know mm. it will be great because of your uh, your qualifying it'll be great because you don't cut corners and i think a lot of people watching this or listening to this episode will know exactly what i'm talking about when we ignore that gut feeling and we go oh but you know this person's really good they've got a great book that they're bringing with them or this person's really good in that they used to do it for one of our competitors if it don't fit it's like don't bring it in you know yeah. don't bring it yeah. in um because the damage that can can happen from from um cutting corners and, and accepting yeah, sure. accepting second best so i, I think Absolutely. Uh, you know awful so thank you for sharing that i really really appreciate that one um tony what was the eureka moment for you um you know i know that first recruitment role that you had i think you were there four years plus yeah. um when you first joined as a rookie you know it, i i know for me there's that eureka moment a light bulb goes off where it's like ah okay i know exactly how this works now yeah can yeah. you describe that for us yeah I'd probably um but so my eureka moment yeah obviously it came when i was i'd, I'd probably progressed from training to consultant at the Good. time so it's probably like eight months or so into the job maybe a little bit more okay and my eureka moment came when i when i actually decided myself to specialize in linux right. so this wasn't a conversation I had with my manager or the directors or anything like that. I just um, took it on my, upon myself. I kind of thought to myself, what if every position I worked was was the same or similar? You know, at the time I was an infrastructure recruiter, so I was a generalist. Well, that was niche at the time in 2008. Yeah. But um, infrastructure covered security, networking, every Windows time. stuff, Linux, whatever. So I'd have 15 different roles and they'd all be very different. So yeah. it'd be 15 different searches. And I kind of thought... Okay, Linux looks to be an interesting area. It's very different to others. It's less corporate. Um, it seems to have an interesting group of, of kind of engineers working in that space. And I, I could see they had, there was some huge future potential as well. And I liked speaking to those guys as well. Right? A bit more a bit more friendly, I guess, um, just to generalise. But So that was my eureka moment. I was like, right, now I'm a, I'm a Linux specialist. I'm not an infrastructure specialist. I'm a Linux specialist. So that kind of opened up a lot of doors. I was speaking to all the right people at all the right organisations. Um, ended up working with most of the top Linux adopters in in the UK, particularly London, mm. and built up a really good network of candidates. And those candidates, I invested quite a lot of time in in 2008, 2009, 2010. And now, like the senior senior guys in in DevOps and in Linux and so on, you know, like the CTOs and tech directors and yeah. whatever. And they're they're all our clients now. So Brilliant. that time that I invested around that that, that area. And also being nice to people helped as well. Uh, being nice to candidates because you know one day they might be they might be someone who can who who you will use as a client, yeah. and who might want to use you, your services as a recruiter. So yeah, I think that was my light bulb moment: being niche um, and kind of ending up slightly owning the niche in in those times. Um, it's obviously very different now, but. Um, sure becoming quite well known within the Linux community, I guess, was it? That was my life I've Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know what your, um, and that's a brilliant kind of, you know, revelation, really, really good revelation. Yeah. So for you to, by yourself, kind of clock, hang on a second, cluster recruiting or specialization in, in you know, this field, Linux would be mm. really, really good for us to do, or for, for you to do. I'm fascinated to know how your managers and, and directors at that time reacted to your your uh, you know. Sort of they, they were fine, you know. I was, I was putting money on the board. I was making placements. I was um, 
yeah, doing really well. I mean, that, around that time as well was obviously when the when the recession hit around two thousand and eight. So, and that's probably what got me through. The fact I was a specialist probably got me through those times when yeah. a lot of people I was working with who were, who were good recruiters were really struggling. Yeah, um, you know, none of none of us set the world alight in two thousand and eight, really. Um, but that 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 kind of got me through and, and set me up for. For, for the next couple of years, really. Um, but yeah, they, they, they were happy. Um, they were they were fine with that. As long as I think for those guys, as long as I was spending money, they didn't they didn't really mind. They, they were although they, they were niche. Um, they were an IT generalist essentially. So um, yeah, they were happy with me and specialising in Linux. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So Tony, what do you do consistently um, in your business to uh, to continue to be successful? Okay, so I think we maybe take a slightly different approach to your more traditional agency. We obviously do the, the more traditional recruitment things as well, and we pride ourselves on understanding the, the process of being a recruiter, how to manage it, or how to attract a candidate and manage it from A to B, and how to get them to accept the job, etc. So we pride ourselves on, on trying to, always continually trying to improve that process. Mm-hmm. But as an agency and as um, as, as a kind of brand, part of my job is to increase our presence in the whole DevOps community, the Linux and open source communities, etc. So we do a number of things over and above your traditional um, recruitment services that our clients tend to like because it means they it increases their, their their profile and it generally means they get a higher caliber of individual coming through. So mm. we actually run um, an event called the DevOps Exchange, which is which is a, it's called a meetup. There's a number of technical meetups in London at the moment. You could probably go to a different one every night, but our DevOps meetup, in terms of members, is actually the biggest globally. So we've had Google Talk, we've had Amazon Talk, we've hosted it at places like um, well, this month's at Sainsbury's, we've hosted it at Meta Porter and uh, Digitas LBI, and a load of other places. We've had some really big names to talk, and it's it's essentially a place where. We offer it to our clients. We say to them, "Look, you're hiring for DevOps engineers. Come and come and speak to two, two to three hundred engineers in a room. Tell them about interesting stuff you're doing at the moment. Tell them about you know cool, cool project you're working on um, for twenty minutes, uh, and then have a beer and a pizza with them afterwards. And, and maybe you might you might meet someone who, who you might want to hire. Right. And we say, you know, we might lose a couple of direct hires, but that's absolutely fine. We can live with that. We're, we're obviously looking for." long-term relationships rather than one or two quick placements here and there. So that's one thing we do. We also run a series of training programs in the open source industries on, on latest technology. Um, and we, we're trying to create an interactive type website for, for DevOps and open source as well. So right. I guess the objective is people come to our website even if they're not looking for a job. So we've got various blogs on there written by clients. We've got video interviews and, and different bits and pieces really. So you know, one day they may be reading the blog and might have a look at the jobs page or might get in touch about a role they're looking to fill or whatever. So we're trying to create that whole big brand in in our community. You know, so it is a real community feel, the the whole open source thing. So we're trying to really delve into that. I love that, Tony. And that's about, it's interesting because almost from your the thing that I pick up from that, the thing that you've done consistently since you, you made that decision, that monumental decision, I'm going to specialise, um, it seems like you've you've always been progressing to, I want to own that space, I want to be seen, or, or you know, I want our, our, our company, Linux Recruit, to be seen as the go-to. Um, and I think by doing that, by owning that space in terms of 
you know, not just being not being the biggest recruiter or you know the biggest number of offices or whatever, but by serving the candidates and clients, the community was your words, um, the community of people. You don't have to be pitching directly recruitment services. They know you by association. It's like, oh yeah, these guys they yeah. host it, they organise it. And we, we actually work really, really hard to understand the technology. Right. You know, we don't claim to be developers or, or actual Linux engineers or whatever, but we, we, we try our hardest to understand, especially the latest trends as well. Right. So we, you know, we're at the front line in terms of DevOps and engineering, so we understand the latest trends as soon as they come available. So we, we, can, we can inform our clients what everybody else is talking about and so on. Brilliant. Um, we even, myself and two of the senior um, senior consultants here, we actually went to San Francisco last month, or in November, sorry. Um, or a couple of months ago, um, for a conference called KubeCon, which is it's a technology, I won't bore you with the details, but it's a technology called Kubernetes, which we know is going to be huge for us this year. Um, so we went over there just to learn a bit more about the technology, um, meet some new, new people, meet some, um, some clients who we work with in London who have offices in San Francisco and so on. And while we were out there, actually, we actually put on our DevOps Exchange event as well. So... Um, we had free speakers there, and we had about 80 people come. It's smaller than our normal audience, but again, it's to increase our, our presence really and get a bit of the um, traction maybe in San Francisco. So that's that's kind of what we've got one one eye on. But yeah, it's just a, about you know we try as hard as we can to learn the technology really so that we stay ahead of the ahead of the pack. Brilliant, absolutely love it. I mean that specialism taken to you know as as far as you can as you said we we're not developers but if we understand the language that mm. our developers are speaking and that the issues that affect them and and we're genuine about it it's not just buzzwords then um you know we're closer to that community real real great takeaways from that tony thank you for sharing um tony what would you describe as your biggest uh, strengths and conversely your biggest weaknesses as a recruitment business owner Okay, um, my strength is probably my strength is probably my ability to to build a network, I guess, and build that community, and um, actually be a, be a hands-on recruiter. I think that that is still my core strength. You know, I'm still I haven't been doing this 25 years. I'm I'm still relatively in my infancy in recruitment. Hopefully, I'm hoping it's another 15, 20 years ahead of me. Um, so I'm, I'm still passionate about being a recruiter. I'm still passionate about making placements. I'm still passionate about um, generating new business and new clients and whatever. Um, but I think that potentially is my biggest weakness as well um, because I know that I need to, for the company to, to continue growing, I need, there needs to be a point where I take a step back, yeah. which, is, which is really, really difficult. I think it's a bit of a pride thing with most recruiters. You know, It's all about being top of the board, making mm. the most sales and... Even though now my job has changed significantly, it's very difficult to um, to take that step back. Where you know I'm quite competitive, so I don't want to see my numbers dwindling and everyone else beating me. But that's that's what it needs to be. I need to um, put the pride away and, and actually um, focus on, on building the business. Really, it's a t such a tough one, though, isn't it? And particularly if you love the sector that you recruit, which you clearly do. Um, it's the piece of advice that you know I give to all of the people in my private coaching group, and I say to them, look, it's about time we go, you go to work on your recruitment business rather than just be busy working in it. And it's so difficult, you know, it was a, a really difficult thing. Um, I know from personal experience, I, 
you know, I still get a buzz about, you know, recruitment deals and finding a great candidate and getting excited about marketing that candidate out to, um, to, to clients. But it's a balance. And, and I think, um, well, listen, the world would be a really boring place if all we had was strengths, right? There's, there's areas that we've got to improve okay. on. So, um, <laughs> other people would tell you my weaknesses, but <laughs> <laughs> so they're good enough for us, good enough for us, and you're in a good position. Um, Tony, question for you I'm going to get you to look into your crystal ball, and this is quite interesting, okay. um, you know, because you're at the cutting edge of your technology. But what I'd like to ask you is more about the cutting edge of recruitment, how you see the recruitment industry developing uh, over, say, the next three to five years. Okay, well, um, I, I can see recruitment becoming more and more and more niche um, for a start. So we're seeing a trend, of, particularly with, with agencies we're working with, or companies we're working with at the moment, they're, they're looking at their particularly PSL slightly different. So rather than having three or four generalist agencies who can, who can help with, with everything, they're actually splitting it down into sectors. Right? Okay. So these are different areas we need, we need um, assistance on. This is the agency we're going to work for this, that, and the other. Um, Another thing I can, another trend I can probably see over the next next three years is more of a partnership. So, even moving away from the contingent traditional um, recruitment search, where you engage three or four or five agencies, um, you give them all a brief, they go away, and all fighting over CVs and whatever. Um, we're seeing more and more retained type searches yeah. coming in. So people who want to pay us for our expertise up front, because obviously we're offering more than just. You know, we can win you a couple of CVs. We're actually offering true consultative services. Sure. Um, so, yeah, more of a partnership, more value-add services needed. So, you know, the, the stuff like, not I'm not saying what we do, but other things that you, your client might be interested in rather than just sending them CVs. You know, there needs to be a little bit more coming from the agencies, yeah. um, a little bit more in terms of, Understanding the market, being able to advise on strategy, being able to advise on culture, um, on how to structure a team, all that kind of stuff is, is what's needed from an agency uh, these days. And yeah, I think the, the days of fighting with five other agencies might be, hopefully, you know, we might be leaving those behind yeah. um, because that's, I think that's counterproductive for, for everybody, really, ultimately. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the future, I think, more of a partnership. Um, and maybe slightly more niche. Tony, thank you for that. I'm so sorry. My, uh, my I just want to make sure my microphone was working. Um, Tony, thank you for that. And and look, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, and thank goodness. I think the recruitment industry has changed. It's needed to change, uh, and there's some probably more change that's necessary. But to get it away from the bums on seats industry that it might have been. I don't know, five, ten years ago, into that more consultative, added value, um, talking strategy, you know, how to retain employees as well as how to find and recruit them. Um, I think that's, you know, part of the evolution of our industry. So, uh, yeah, I subscribe to your your same vision. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the retention side of things, obviously... <laughs> That's probably not a, a great thing to advise a client on from a, like a recruitment industry perspective because if people don't move jobs, then um, obviously the industry uh, suffers. But you know that is that is what we, it's easier for us to place people into a team that's um, it's got a low turnover of staff, that's stable, that people are staying, and so on. You know we're going to help the, the company grow, and whatever. So we do try and advise there where possible. Yeah, 
And you know what? It's interesting because retention can work two ways in that if we're consulting with a company and it's about helping them retain their key players, but also, you know, talking about, um, you know, fresh broom and, and, and bringing in new blood, you know, so it's a retention. I think everyone, you know, gets worried that, right, all we're going to talk to clients about is keeping people. So we're going to do ourselves out of a, an industry. That's not true. I think clients will respect you because you're helping them uh, improve Absolutely. retention, which is great for them. It's great for their existing employees and it helps them attract new people. But equally, if we're advising them in terms of, look, there is this new uh, you know, legislation or technology or new development in our industry, and let's start planning strategically for it six, 12 months in advance so that we, we help you cut steel on your competitors. Um, I think that's, you know, that's, that's, well, hopefully the way that uh, you know, clients will start to see recruitment businesses uh, support them. So, and I think it's a double-edged thing in technology as well. So the retention, a lot of, a lot of them, people who replace, they like to work with the latest and greatest technology, the cutting-edge stuff. Yeah. But also that cutting-edge technology helps the company deliver projects. So we do advise, okay, these companies we're working with are planning on an implementation of XYZ technology in the next 6, 12 months. This, this is what everyone wants to work with at the yeah. bank. So if you kind of put plans in place, or not everyone can implement everything, but if, if, if you can put plans in place to have this type of technology, that might help with your retention rates and your hiring rates as well. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, Tony, it's reached that time where we're going to move into the lightning round. So I've got to ask you that question. Are you ready for the lightning round? I, I think I'm ready. Good. I'm ready. Okay. ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Lightning round. <laughs> Tony, what's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? Um, this one might be slightly controversial, I'm not sure, but I, I think maybe spending too much time on LinkedIn, um, which is, I think, quite controversial because obviously it's seen as a great resourcing tool. But I think my only issue with LinkedIn is there's a lot of time wasted flicking through status updates which ultimately isn't isn't hugely productive it's okay for a resource tool maybe that's reducing slightly as well because the caliber of individual might be reducing great people may no longer be on there i'm not sure that's probably another argument but yeah spending too much time on on linkedin is probably my uh, good my answer no good i like that um tony what's the best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever received <laughs> Um, well, actually, it was, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm talking to yourself, but it was actually um, one of your videos I watched from probably 18 months ago or, or something like that, maybe, maybe less than that. But it was, it was talking about basically don't be an employee of your own business. I think you touched on it earlier as well, interestingly. Sure. So, and that's, that's one thing that I am beginning to learn. Obviously, I'm, I was coming in being a recruitment consultant and going home, but now I'm, I'm actually managing the business. I'm putting in place structure and process and procedure and direction and all that kind of stuff that, that I should be doing. I should be a director rather than a, a hands-on builder. Good. Good. You know what, and it's interesting because it's different stages of development of the business that requires those different personalities or different characters. So sounds like you've got it, got it right there. Um, Tony, next question. What is something that you see working brilliantly in your company right now 
So it could be a hack, it could be an app, it could be a piece of software, something that's working really, really well for you personally or okay. for the business. It's probably slightly different to, to those kind of things, but it's um, it's actually the meetup scene. So I don't know if you know about much about meetup, but so we, we, we try and go to at least one. Each consultant, um, including myself, tries to go to at least one a week. Right. So there are hundreds and hundreds that you could go to, but it's a good way to get yourself out there, meet new candidates, meet new clients, um, learn about the technology, which is um, obviously what I was talking about. is very important um, for us. Uh, so, yeah, I would say, say meetup, just the overall meetup scene is, um, is working great for us at the moment. And, and Tony, just for the people out there that don't really kind of understand the concept or they've not come across meetups, could you give sure. us a, a kind of a layman's description? Yeah, no, 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 no. So meetup, they're called meetups. Um, I think because the website is called meetup.com and that's the company. So um, meetups in, in our world, there are meetups for anything, um, dog walking or whatever. But in our, in our world, um, there are places where you can go to learn about specific technology or meet like-minded individuals who are interested in certain technology. The general format for meetups that we go to from a tech perspective are you probably have two or three um, individuals doing a tech talk for 15, 20 minutes um, each, and then you'd have a have a beer and a, and a slice of pizza afterwards. So they're always put on. So it's it's kind of like a social networking type thing. Fantastic. So some people just go for the for the beers and, and to meet old friends or whatever. Some <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, <coughs> learn about the technology or, or see what their competitors are doing or see what other people in the industry are doing with that particular technology or maybe it's something they're, they're looking to adopt in the next couple of months or whatever. Um, but it's um, it's quite networking as well. You go and meet various people and talk about technology, essentially. Brilliant. Okay, thank you for that. Thanks for explaining it uh, for people. Um, Tony, best business book that you've read in the last six months or inspiring read? Yeah, so it's probably, again, not, not uh, specifically a business book, really, but it's, um, it's actually Clive Woodward's book I read fairly recently called Winning, and that's all about... Um, marginal gains and leaving no stone unturned in terms of looking at process and improving every tiny piece to um, to improve the, the whole thing really. So yeah, I, I found that really quite inspiring. We always look at the marginal gains type stuff and try and see if we can adopt it to um, to the way that we work and improve time things actually means, you know, if you improve type of 10 things, 1%, that's a 10% increase in, in, in your process. So yeah, Clive Woodward. It's a good read. It's a really good read. Um, final question in the lightning round for you, Tony. If you woke up tomorrow morning, you still possessed all the experience, all the knowledge that you've got, but your business wasn't there, what would you do to start again? <laughs> I'd probably cry, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> probably cry like a baby. Um, then what I'd do, I'd probably... Well, one thing I'd probably do maybe a little bit differently is be, be a bit more organised. I don't think maybe I'm the most... I'm organised in terms of plan as a recruiter each night, but I'm not organised in general with paperwork and all that kind of stuff. So maybe I'll do that from day one um, because trying to catch up is, is harder than doing it from the beginning. Um, and then I'll probably just call every single person that I've ever spoken to in recruitment and just see what they're up to. Just go back to that network. It, you know, I don't yeah. think you can go yeah. wrong. Um, 
Tony, great answers, and thank you for that. Thank you very much for sharing, you know, your your knowledge. Um, sadly, we're coming to the end of our time together here in the Recruiters Live Lounge. Um, I've got two final questions for you. How can people get in touch with you after watching this interview or listening to this episode uh, on the podcast? How can people get in contact with you and the guys at uh, Linux Recruit? Um, you can see our website, www.linuxrecruit.co.uk. Um, obviously, send me an email, first name, last name at linuxrecruit.co.uk. Um, come along to our meetup. So they're every month, generally on the last Thursday of the month. Uh, so that's, uh, you go to the meetup site, it's called DevOps Exchange. Um, so I think it's just meetup forward slash DevOps Exchange. Uh, yeah, any, any of those ways would be, um, would be fine. Fantastic. And Tony, we'll, we'll put all of those links down below your show notes. So um, anyone who's watching this episode, if you look below, you'll see links to everything that Tony said there, including how to contact him. If you're listening to the podcast, just go to recruiterslivelounge.com, uh, look up Tony Chapman's uh, interview, and again, you'll find the links below that uh, that episode. Tony, do you have a final piece of advice for our listeners and our viewers? Final piece of advice um, for recruiters: um, just hard work, hard work, and good quality work. I guess, and stay humble is. Um, is one thing I would always say. I think humility goes a long way and just be nice to people. That goes a long way as well. That's probably the, the, the final thoughts. I, I, you know, all lessons that I think my grandmother would have taught me as well and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and blooming good stuff. Yeah, I think you know. specific, sorry. Well, no, really, really good stuff. And you're right. You know, it is about working hard. It is about remaining humble. Um, Tony, I've really, really enjoyed, uh, you know, sort of meeting you and, uh, you know, hearing your knowledge. Um, I'm not going to wish you luck with Linux Recruit. I know that you guys are on an upward trajectory there. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about your business and, and with a lot of interest there, and rightly so. Um, on behalf of everyone at Recruiters Live Lounge, Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Roy. Oh, listen, no worries at all. Um, for everyone else that's listening or watching this episode, you've been watching, listening to Tony Chapman, MD at Linux Recruit, uh, based in London. To get more episodes just like this, for you to get to meet and hang out with more inspiring recruitment business leaders, please subscribe. Until I see you again, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. What would it feel like to get all of your back office administration done under one roof? EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support your recruitment business. EasyPay want to offer one month's free fees to any new customers who come through Recruiters Live Lounge. Just go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge.